Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. game would give us a statement about one of the two teams last night and in fact it gave us statements about both perhaps statements about Jimmy G in San Francisco but more importantly right now for a win for the Titans last night we may have gotten a statement that it's time to look at the AFC differently it's Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio the ESPN app ESPN2 we're all over the place all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline for the next four hours, I get to hang out with my buddy, Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're in for the guys. Harry, let's just, we'll get to the game in a second, but we got to start yeah. by acknowledging a very important thing, my friend. You look dapper, and this is a Christmas Eve show, right? So you look <laughs> like you are ready to go out for a Christmas Eve service. you got like the jacket on, the turtleneck. You look divine, my friend. I am wearing a cardigan in front of a Santa Claus. I, you are Christmas Eve ready to go out. I am Christmas morning old guy, already given up on everything. Like, the kids have kept me up too late. I'm in comfy clothes, and I'm just looking for some sort of a whiskey to get me through the morning. That's the difference in our, our, our approaches today. And for everybody, if y'all do not know, so Jason Fitz, this is my fraternal twin. This is my brother from another mother. And, yes, we dress, dress different. <laughs> he has on his grandpa Christmas sweater. I have on my turtleneck and my blazer. And I'm ready to blaze the show today, y'all. I'm ready. Yeah. Ooh, y'all see those candles in the background? Free the uh, candle, baby. Hashtag free the candle. This candle thing is becoming a morning show thing. And I really yes, should. You man. know what? During one of the breaks, I'll go get an actual candle because if they don't come from Bath Body Works, they're not actual candles. So I'll go get one. I'll light one in here. We'll have, we'll have some, something joyous. And you're right, by the way. The minute I put this on, I put on this like cardigan thing I, I actually i said to myself you know what i've just gone old man and i'm not sure i'll ever go back like it's so comfy i don't know like i see why why you know i see why certain age groups like this like it's a uh, it's kind of nice it fits me well now the titans last night we were expecting the, an opportunity for either the titans or the 49ers to make a statement and the funny thing is uh, i was texting harry during the first half saying man this is not this is not a good performance uh, but realistically, the second half was a completely different game. And as a result, we have a completely different stance on where we are with the Titans. By the way, speaking of the Titans, what is your favorite sports team deserved for Christmas based on their performance this year? That's what we're going to ask you to chime in on the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can also tweet us at HDouglas83 at Jason Fitz. And let us know what your favorite sports team deserves for Christmas this year based on their performance. But man... I'm telling you, Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, Harry. The the Titans need to be in a different conversation. A.J. Brown gets back. A.J. Brown gets back, and all of a sudden, the offense looks much different than we've seen. And maybe it's time for everybody to put a little respect on the Titans' name. Yeah, respect. What a capital R that is. Respect, respect, respect. You heard Bird, man. Put some respect. And he, he spelled it with a K at the end. Put some respect. On the Titans' name. But I say this, A.J. Brown, when, 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 when Derrick Heron went down, A.J. Brown was, was the man-man uh, in this Titans uniform. When he went down, it was all up in, in high waters. They were trying to figure things out, right? And right now, I would say, besides the Baltimore Ravens, this Titans football team is one of the most depleted when it comes to injuries, right? When, when, when you talk about their main guys being on the roster, last night they had three guys on the offensive line not even play. Not even play. So I'm telling y'all, when this team 
gets healthy, when they get healthy and they still have an opportunity to get that one seed, and if they get it and have an extra week to get healthy, they're going to be very, very scary to deal with in the AFC. And like the, before the season started, Fitz, you already know what I predicted. I predicted this Titans team was going to go to the Super Bowl. Well, and, you know, by the way, A.J. Brown back last night gets 11 catches for 145 yards, including a 42-yarder, 11 catches on 16 targets. They made it clear they were going to A.J. Brown and nobody could stop it. And you mentioned the Super Bowl. It has me thinking about yesterday on this show, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. We talked to Teron Davenport, ESPN Titans reporter. I asked him, hey, you get Derrick Henry back. What's the ceiling for this team? This was his response. Well, you know, if they get him back, I'm probably going to um, make some plans for for LA. <laughs> uh, I think they could okay. they could definitely um, make a Super Bowl run if they get him back, even if he's not 100%. Derrick Henry, just the presence of 22 in the backfield, it changes things. And that's some straight talk, straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Harry, I don't think that's a hot take. Like, the AFC and home field advantage is still open. The Titans are playing uh, when they have Derrick Henry. We know that they can run the football. The defense has played really well this year. And I'm looking at an AFC where there's question marks on so many different teams. The bye week especially, if they could somehow get the number one seed, now you're talking about the chance to get Derrick Henry a little more healthy? My God, like, why not? But, Fitz, here's my thing, though. O.C. Todd Downing, he has to be better because in that first half yesterday, remember, everything turned around in the second half. He said, okay, let's not just come out and just run the ball on first down and second down and try to pass it on third down. For them to, to thrive, he has to call a better, uh, a better game for this offense. He has to put his uh, pedal to the metal, put, push the gas from the start, not just wait till they're down in the second half. They only have 55 total yards of offense in the first half. Seven of the ten first down plays went for no gain, a negative yardage. That cannot happen uh, with this offense. Like you said, you got a guy like A.J. Brown, you got a guy like Julio Jones, and then you add Derrick Henry coming back. You have to feed these guys early and often so you're not playing catch-up because some of these teams that you'll be going against in the playoffs, if you're trying to play catch-up, you, you might not be successful doing it. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're in for the guys on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And, you know, I think that's interesting with the downing stuff because when you start thinking about what the first half looked like for the Titans, it was Awful. so conservative. It was Awful. like they were coming in saying, hey, just don't screw this thing up. And I don't know. You would know better than most of us. Like, for Ryan Tannehill, how much control do you think he has at the line of scrimmage? Because the second half did feel so different in the play calling. I don't know who decided to open it up, but they were far more aggressive in the second half. Well, you do have plays where, right, you, you have a – You'll call one play in the huddle, then you'll have a check with me. Or you call two plays in the huddle, then you'll have a check with me at the line of scrimmage, and you can actually switch it. But I'm just saying, man, like I, I need this team offensively. They have the weapons, and I understand previous weeks you didn't have a Julio Jones. You didn't have an A.J. Brown. And we all know Derrick Henry was out, so you probably had to be a little bit more conservative. But once you knew A.J. Brown was going to be in this game and playing, you got to go to him. He is the go-to guy right now that, that, that Derrick Henry is not there, so you have to feed him early. You have to feed him often. You have to overfeed him. I don't give a damn if you have to overfeed him. If he's your best option for you to win football games and for this offense to move the football, you have to go there and you have to do it, uh, uh, I'll say, on a daily basis, on a, on a consistent basis, I should say. Well, and, and the fact that the, the Titans were held to, what, a 90 yards rushing? I mean, it was under 100 yards rushing for the team mm -hmm. and still comes out with a win. It speaks to – how different you have to be able to make your offense week in and week out, you know, in this league right now. I think right now you got to come in and say, it doesn't really matter who we are. Who do we need to be this week to win a football game? And in the second half, 
that's what the Titans absolutely did. I also want to give the Titans some defense, some credit. Like anytime we're playing on these Thursday night games and you're talking about a short week, it started out, uh, you know, rough. I'll say that, you know, the, the 49ers sort of drove down the field. They gave themselves some opportunities and then the defense became opportunistic. And that's, yeah. I think one of the calling cards we haven't talked enough about is that this Titans defense is not what it's been the last few years. They have rebuilt the defense. They're able to get after the quarterback. They're able to, uh, you know, affect the game with their pass rush, and they've also got an opportunistic uh, secondary. So I, I think the Titans' defense deserves a little bit more love in the way they're playing right now, Harry. They do 100%, and I love the simple fact that uh, they got a, a guy in the middle, Jeffrey Simmons, who got robbed of a Pro Bowl. Yes, highway Facts. robbery. Should have made the Pro Bowl. Then you have Harold Landry. You got Rashawn Evans. You got Jayon Brown coming back. Uh, who's back now, and then you have Bud Dupree, who you brought over in free agency. You got Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins, who had a big interception in the end zone last night. You had Kevin Byer, the guy I played with when I was in Tennessee. And KB, listen, he's a different kind of cat, man. He's smart. He's intelligent. He has ball skills like a wide receiver has. So I love the way he plays the game of football. You've seen Hooker with an interception last night. So they have a solid defense, a defense that's good enough to make a lot of noise. And that defense, they've been riding on it the last few weeks as well. Well, and the reason I say opportunistic is Debo went off. And now there are some reasons that the 49ers didn't help themselves. And later in the show, we'll get into some of that, what it means for the future of San Francisco. But one team clinched a playoff spot. And I'm going to tell you why the goal, why it's time to stop moving the goalposts on the Cowboys being a Super Bowl contender. That's right. I'm bringing all the Christmas Eve hot takes. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
there are certain teams that we just talk about all the time. And in that process, I'm okay with that. That's part of the way the world works. What bothers me is when we constantly decide we're going to shift the narrative along the way, and that's what's happening right now with the Dallas Cowboys. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz in for the guys. Also, by the way, we're asking you on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What's your favorite sports team deserve for Christmas based on their performance this year? Now, somebody's already tweeted us. You can also tweet the show at Max, or you can tweet us at hdouglas83 at Jason Fitz. 107.56 still happened, uh, tweeted, I would gift the whole team and staff really nice day planners already filled out, game days and times marked, so that both the offense and defense show up at the same game. So far, it's been one or the other, never both, hashtag Cowboys. I love that response, Harry. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You just fill out all the details so the offense and defense shows up at the same time. I'm in for that, Harry. Yeah, he's very, very upset about that. <laughs> I'll tell you this, but it's, it's not as easy as, as, as it may seem, but that is the goal, and that's what you want to be doing uh, when you're playing a game of football or you're playing any sport. Uh, complimentary football is how you win and how you go far in the playoffs. So right now the Cowboys aren't doing that, but once they are doing that, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Trust me. Well, we all know and love Marcus Spears, and Swagoo is one of my favorite people to work with at my ESPN. Brother. Also have to say that because I'm about to trash his take. He's on first take. He was on first take and had this to say about Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys' concerns. Early in the year, we had clock management issues, and I said, you know what, everybody settle down, still working kinks out. The Giants game and that clock management situation was inexcusable. That is peewee football level thinking. Like, I know my, my peewee coach, Coach Shoot, Maylene Brooks, the South Baton Rouge Rams, would have took a timeout in that situation to get one <laughs> shot at the end zone. My high school coach, Eric Randall, would have took a timeout to get one more shot at the end zone. Mike McCarthy is out of his mind for trying to go up there in a damn press conference and sell to us the yellow, yellow zone and ozone. Now, Harry, you could speak to that, right? Like, you think McCarthy's lost his mind? Um, I don't think he's lost his mind. I just think he doesn't know or understand how to use the clock to his advantage when it comes to his team being a head coach. I, I truly believe that now. Like, when, it, when the first time it happened, I'm like, okay, you, you gave him a pass. And then when it happens again, you're like, okay, this is getting a little iffy now. It happens again, okay, he just doesn't understand. Okay, somebody else needs to take over when it comes to clock management. Mike McCarthy cannot be that guy. But for Dak Prescott to understand that you got to call timeout, just about everybody in the Cowboys organization to understand that. But the head coach, that is an issue. That is a big issue. And the Cowboys better get it fixed before it happens in the playoffs and they lose a playoff game and potentially with a chance to go to the Super Bowl because that's their dreams and hopes and aspirations because of clock management. You have one job to do, manage the clock. He doesn't coach the offense. He doesn't coach the defense. He doesn't coach the special teams. That's Kelly Moore's, uh, Moore's job and then the rest of the assistant coaches. So you manage the clock, but now they got to take it out of his hands and give somebody else those duties because he is not capable of doing it. Look, the first thing I would do is, uh, if I was an NFL head coach is hire somebody to do that for me. Like just have a clock management person on your staff that's 100%. over there in your ear saying, hey, take a timeout. Like it's worth whatever money – you have to, to pay to do that. That, that. that I will totally agree with you on. The problem I have is that the entire conversation about the Cowboys continually shifts. Like, how many years am I going to be, list, not even in this business in sports talk, but even listening to sports talk, how many years are uh, di- different analysts going to shove down my throat 
that if you can play defense and you can run the football, you can win the Super Bowl. Like every stinking year, I hear it over and over and over again. And now with the Cowboys, who are playing really good defense, it's well, the defense hasn't been against good enough opponents. Or they're running the football well when they have Zach Pollard and Zeke. And frankly, when they have those two, they have run the the ball well. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, but they've got to figure out which guy's the back. Like, we make so many excuses for why we want to change the narrative because the Cowboys don't look the way we thought they would or should. I'm looking at a team that has a very good quarterback that we know can play at a high level. And whether that's happening right now or not, I don't really care. They can run the football, and they can play defense in a wide-open NFC. I don't see why the Cowboys can't go to the Super Bowl. Well, Fitz, I'll say this. It's not like they've been consistent running the football lately, right? Their offensive line, you have guys in and out of the lineup. Guys aren't healthy. But then I'll tell you, you look at the – and and I'll tell you this. When I play, you look at the NFC and then you look at the AFC. I always picture the AFC as big boy, big boy football because you got to run the football. It's bad weather. You're not going to always be able to throw it in that bad weather. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy. It's going to be rain. Sometimes the field, you don't have that many domes, so the field's going to be – the traction's going to be off. So – when you look at the AFC, that's the kind of brand you got to play. When you look at the NFC, you have Tom Brady, you have Aaron Rodgers, you have Matthew Stafford, you have Kyler Murray, all these guys who are passing the football at a high level. You have to be able to score points. You have to be able to pass the football and run the football, not just run the football and play defense in the NFC. Yeah, but it isn't this year particularly it's so difficult for anybody to do anything consistently. Injuries have ravaged everybody. I mean, I'm that and, and COVID, that and co- the COVID stuff. Yeah. A thousand percent. I'm looking at a, a Cowboys team. That, yeah, they have the loss to the Raiders, uh, you know, and they have a loss to the Chiefs where, frankly, their defense played lights out. You take those two out and you know, since what, since uh, Halloween, essentially, they beaten they they beat the snot out of the Falcons where they played really well. They they handled the Saints. <laughs> I see they what you're beat, doing there. Okay, they beat the Washington football team. I'm okay. sorry, that, that was that was too okay. close to home. <laughs> a, little, a little too close to home. Uh, but I'm just saying that all they've done, and then they go out and they beat the Giants. And it's amazing how sometimes when you struggle to beat your division opponent, we'll come in and say, yeah, but divisional games are so tough because they know you so well. The Cowboys go out and beat the Washington football team and the Giants, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but they're not really good football teams, and the Cowboys didn't look good enough doing it. I just I hate the fact that I feel like everything has a but. We want to put a yeah but on the Cowboys just to have a conversation. And look, I'm not a Cowboys fan. Like I, I have no, no skin in the game one way or the other. I don't care if the Cowboys win or lose. I just want us to be consistent in how we analyze all these teams. Well, I'll say this. When you start the first game off, uh, first game of the year off against the defending Super Bowl champions and your offense looked like it can be the best in the National Football League, then now the standard is set. And I'm going to give a shout-out to my guy, Inky Johnson. Once the standard is the standard, the standard is set. You do not compromise it. So the standard for this offense, fits is high, very, very high. Of late, that standard has not been met. So that's why everyone in the media is getting on them. That's why people all around are getting on them and fans are upset because the standard that, that, that this team has from the first few games is starting off so well is not being reached right now in the later, later part of the year. And if this continues, they're going to be one and done in the playoffs. That's why everyone is so upset. Uh, real question here, Harry. What's a guy got to do to get a nickname as cool as Inky? Can it still happen this late in my life? I don't feel like it can. <laughs> I don't feel like I can become an inky style nickname like i got fitz is fine fitzy's fine all those fitz nicknames but like inky's got like street cred to it i just want a little street cred harry hey that's my guy man that's my guy straight from atlanta uh i think the best motivational speaking speaker in the world not the united states but in the world craig
Mm. I'm just saying, if you could help Inky get me a nickname, I'd appreciate it. The Cowboys <laughs> look to get in the zone against the Washington football team. Get in the zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. All right, I don't know why I felt like I had to sing that. It's just <laughs> Christmas Eve, and that's what you're we're crazy, doing that's why. <laughs> it's, 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 we're, we're doing that thing. We've talked about Jonathan Taylor for MVP, but there's mm-hmm. another non-quarterback that may need more love or not a heated debate coming about MVP candidates. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, basically anywhere you want to listen to us, the ESPN app. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, filling in for the guys. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, and you are cracking me up, all of you, because we're asking you on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, what's your favorite sports team deserved for Christmas based on their performance this year? You can be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football bowl season is here. Fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Getting a lot of different uh, responses to that, obviously, as everybody's uh, chiming in with different Christmas gifts. Uh, But I do like this. Uh, For Christmas, Phillips said uh, they'd give Louisville another year of eligibility for H. Douglas 83, even though they don't deserve it. Put Harry Douglas back on the field. Hey, Harry, as a Uh member of basically every way that you could possibly be honored this year by the ACC, by Louisville football, a ring of honor. I'm so proud of you, uh, the player, more proud of you, the human 
human being, the friend, but the player. The question is, you know, if you decided to get back on the field, do they keep your name in the rafters? It could be pretty cool to, like, get up there, play one more year while you see your name in the rafters. Every time you make a catch, you could just point up to your name and say, that's me. You tell, you know who I am? Look up there. Look at those rafters. You know who I am? Trying to that's cover amazing. me. Hell, you doing trying to guard me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that is uh, absolutely incredible. I, I will say this, though, Harry. You're always an MVP in my mind, right? Uh, but Appreciate not it, every wide receiver should or could be in the MVP conversation. And it got heated yesterday as we were talking about MVPs, and everybody's talking about Jonathan Taylor and all of these things. But Cooper Cup continually comes up in the MVP conversation. I've got a wide receiver sitting next to me as we do this show that's had great accomplishments in your career. So I got to ask, like, Cooper Cup, wide receiver, MVP? Uh, a, a candidate or over someone over Jonathan uh, Taylor? No. Yeah. A candidate? <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? But but like my MVP race right now is is number one. It would be Aaron Rodgers. Number two would be Jonathan Taylor. Number three for me would be Tom Brady, and number four would be Cooper Cup. But I'm not I'm not surpassing Cooper Cup o- over any three of those guys because of the simple fact that if I take any three of those guys off of that football team and put them anywhere else. Uh, on any other team, they'll still be having that impact. I'm not saying that Cooper Cup is not good and he's not doing a tremendous job this year playing the game of football. I'm just saying this. I I, I judge this by if you take Cooper Cup off that team and say you still have Robert Woods and you have Odell, they're still going to be okay, right? But don't get me wrong. He plays a huge part in what they do. And the other day on first take, we, we had the conversation, me and Marcus Spears, about the best wide receiver in the National Football League right now. And he said it was Cooper Cup. And I disagree with that 100% because of the simple fact that I think a lot of Cooper Cup's success, once again, not taking anything away from him because I believe he's phenomenal, but a lot of his success is based on the system that he's in. I hardly ever see him line up outside against number one corners, play in and play out. I hardly ever see him get double team or triple team like I see a Devontae Adams, like I see a Justin Jefferson. So that's why he's not the, uh, the best wide receiver in the NFL this year. And I understand he has the numbers. That's just like saying Wells Worker when he was putting up, getting over 100 receptions a year and putting up hella numbers in receiving yards. That's like saying Wes Welker was the best receiver in the National Football League. No, the system that Wes Welker was in allowed him to have those numbers. Not not knocking anything against Wells Welker because he's a phenomenal player and he's one of the guys I actually looked up to when I came into the National Football League. But I'm just saying, if, if I got to choose the best wide receiver in the National Football League, I'm going with Devontae Adams or I'm going with Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup because of those things. That's interesting to me because uh, everything you said makes total sense. But we don't put Devontae Adams in that conversation likely because he plays with another MVP candidate, right? But like, it would, it would matter, though. Out, Devont- like, like, Devontae Adams, if he was with, in any, with any, anybody else, he'll still be doing the same thing. He's so that next damn year good. when Devontae Adams is wide receiver one for my beloved Raiders, he's putting up the same sort of numbers in your mind. Of course, because you know him and De- Derek Carr are best friends. So the question then becomes, <laughs> what, yeah, the question then becomes, what is what happens to Aaron Rodgers if he has no Devontae Adams? Like this is the hard part about the MVP conversation to me, yeah. you know, because trying to figure out how much of it is one guy, how much of it is system, how much of it is the players around him, how much we attribute. Like if there's no Devontae Adams for Green Bay, how good are they? All right, let me ask you this though. I'm 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 gonna start with the Rams. Do the Rams run the football consistently? No, they pass just about every play, right? Mm-hmm. And I had a I had a talk yesterday with, with another fellow wide receiver who 
was damn good in this league for a long time. And he's, he, he broke it down like this. He said, you look at Cooper Cup. You see the other night in the game against the Seahawks, he had over, what, 130 yards? But yeah. it's not like it's, okay, he has 130 yards. We just feel like our bats got broken. You give Devontae Adams or Justin Jefferson those same catches and things like that, and you're going to feel that from a defense. You're going to feel If they have 10 or 12 catches, you're going to feel it. Defensive coordinators are not going to stand up in a meeting room and come say, hey, let's go stop Cooper Cup today. They're going to get up in that meeting room and say, hey, we got to limit Devontae Adams. We got to limit Justin Jefferson. But they're not going to get up in that room and say, hey, we just got to stop Cooper Cup today. They're okay with Cooper Cup getting his numbers because they feel like if he's – they're not going to just blow them out or drastically beat them if Cooper Cup is getting their numbers, getting his numbers like that. Which is funny that you mentioned that because Wink Martindale, the Ravens defensive coordinator, was asked if the Ravens planned to double Jamar Chase like they did with Devontae Adams. This was his response. Devontae Adams, is, he's, he's one of the top two receivers in the league, and he's not number two. So, uh, And Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I don't think we're ready to buy a gold jacket for Joe yet. <laughs> That's a saucy response from – you know Wink pretty but, well. But like, listen, you heard what he said, though, right? And he's not number two. Mm-hmm. Listen, I had a lot of guys, I had a lot of NFL guys and even NFL coaches call me and text me about that conversation of the best wide receiver in the NFL. And a lot of them was disappointed, and they weren't disappointed in what I said. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the hardest part about this because I'm a little lost at times on how to value wide receiver right now, to be totally honest, because I, I've had this conversation a few times and not everybody agrees. But I feel like the way wide receivers are coming out of college and yeah. the way offenses are being changed to make sure that young quarterbacks can be successful quickly by integrating more college concepts, I feel like wide receivers can come in and make a bigger difference quickly in the game. And they're sort of the they, they benefit from the fact that the game is changing for young quarterbacks. So it to fits, me, fits. hold on really quick, though. But mm-hmm. I have to say this because, you know, sometimes people take things out of context. This is nothing against Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup is phenomenal. I think he's one of the smartest players, not wide receivers. I think he's one of the smartest players in the National Football League. He does things the right way. He's going to be exactly what a quarterback wants him to be. And he has production. He's performing. So that's not a knock. I am not knocking Cooper Cup by any means. I'm just saying Devontae Adams is that dog. Justin Jefferson is that dog. Well, and, and I don't disagree with any of that. But when you start seeing the numbers, I mean, we watched, you know, A.J. Brown go off last night for 11 catches. I think it was 145 yards in the same game where Debo Samuel had about the same uh, yardage, right? A little bit yeah. more than that. It becomes so hard, much like running back. It becomes so hard to figure out MVP value, not just a good player, but MVP value for wide receivers, even if they're putting up huge, epic, oh, my God, numbers because there are right. so many guys in the league that are doing that, and you can almost – I'm not i am not saying this at that level, but you can find a lot of wide receivers that can immediately step in and make impact now. So I feel like the position is being devalued a little bit the way running back has been. And so even having big numbers isn't enough to put you in the MVP conversation. You'd have to have one of those years where you are clearly absolutely the most unstoppable force in the league that no matter what anybody does, like think Randy Moss in his prime – and then you'd have to it'd have to be bigger than that for so, for a wide receiver to get MVP in my mind. So I'll give you another example. Calvin Johnson broke the single season, uh, single season wide receiver record, right? Yeah. Calvin Johnson did that being double team, being triple team. 
Cooper Cup has an opportunity to break that record. But it's not even going to feel the same because he's not getting double teamed or mm. triple teamed. That's Plus, the, he's getting force fed. The football is getting force fed to him. That's such a difference. And that's one of the complications that comes with stat watching in general. I mean, even when we have the Hall of Fame conversations on so many guys, and it's like, okay, well, this guy threw for this many yards or, or has this many yards receiving. Like, it's just, it, it's just complicated. It's part of the reason, too, the, the Jonathan Taylor thing. Like, uh, one of the difficult parts of the MVP contest for, for Jonathan Taylor is, mm-hmm. you know this well, knowing so many Titans fans. I hear Titans fans constantly say, well, if Derrick Henry didn't get it last year, Jonathan Taylor shouldn't get it this year. I it's think that's a little bit too much of a, of, a vacuum, a though. Like, because, you know, last year, you, you got to look at the whole situation. And, and, and this is a flaw to the MVP process. Like, for anybody that doesn't know, MVP voters in the NFL only get to list one name. They don't get to list a first, second, or third. So they just get to say, like, here's my MVP. So uh, there isn't even a level of grade of, well, this guy deserves a lot of consideration. And because of that, who else is having MVP years to me, Harry, makes a big difference in the votes anybody gets. Like, it's hard to compare Jonathan Taylor this year to Derrick Henry last year for me. Well, I'll tell you 100%. And you look at last year, you had a guy in Aaron Rodgers who was playing with his hair on fire, and then he had 48 touchdowns just compared to five interceptions. So that's a huge difference. So it's hard yeah. to ignore that. Not to mention he led his team to the uh, NFC Championship game. And I'll say this, Derrick Henry, I'll tell you, if Derrick Henry had those numbers this year, clear cut. I'll tell you, if Derrick Henry did, didn't get hurt this year, Derrick Henry probably would have won the MVP this year. No, oh, yeah. yeah I, I totally agree with that. I mean, well, and think about it. It goes back to what we said earlier, Harry. Like, if, if Derrick Henry's healthy on this Titans team, I think they have a legit shot at the Super Bowl. If Derrick Henry was healthy on this Titans team right now, I think they'd clearly be the number one seed. Like, yep. their offense has taken such a hit without him. It has been the – and I realize there's been injuries all over the place. This team couldn't handle that injury the same way. I, I don't really care about the hows and the whys. Once he gets healthy – the Titans are—they would absolutely, in my mind, be a number one seed. Henry would have Jonathan Taylor-like numbers, if not better, and that would help his his MVP status. Because I feel like to win it as a wide receiver or a running back, you also got to be on a team that is absolutely tearing up the league. Well, you got to look at the year that the Titans went to the NFC uh, AFC Championship game, right? Derrick Henry literally carried them from game one to the AFC Championship game to the last game. They rolled his coattail. He beat the Baltimore Ravens by himself along with the defense. He beat the New England Patriots by himself along with the defense playing decent. It wasn't Ryan Tannehill. That was all Derrick Henry. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Jonathan Taylor and how he finishes off this year because if he put up big numbers in these last three games that they have, he has an opportunity. I, I won't say he's canceled out of it. He has an opportunity to win it. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max on the ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're in for the guys. We've been asking you guys on Twitter to chime in and on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. What's your favorite sports team deserve for Christmas based on their performance this year? Uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, uh, also at KeyJ and Max on Twitter, getting some good tweets about it. Uh, Gourmet Chef Kev says, uh, a new head coach, fire Matt Nagy. I'm, I'm going to say, though, if you're, if you're going to go in and just ask for you know, something from, for your team from San, think bigger than just firing the coach. I mean, you might as well get yourself a new offensive line there. Like, the fact I can handle more than just a coach in the sack, I'm just saying. Uh, CFN Stockton says, better coaching and playmakers, but doesn't say the team, which I kind of like because it leaves it open. It's like all of us want better coaching and playmakers. That's the, the weirdest thing, Harry, is that everybody's convinced that their team – 
is broken. You're, you know, I, 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 I don't know. But Stephen Yuma says a win, Arizona all day, baby. Let's go. Like you got to think bigger, Harry. Like you're asking the fat man for a gift. You don't go one win. You go like eight wins or a Super Bowl or something. Like you go bigger than that. Yeah, you got to think outside the box. You can't be so planned and bland. And, and bland. You you got to let the good man know what you want. Old sick Saint Nick ain't bringing his old fat tail behind down those chimneys for no reason. If he gonna come down those chimneys and possibly get stuck and possibly eat all your cookies in the house, you want to make sure you tell him exactly what you want. I love that we both fat shame Santa this morning. Uh, we're going to be on the naughty list. Dan Big said boy. Danny Ainge should get the Celtics Donovan Mitchell so they can hang Banner eighteen. I, I mean. That's an aggressive. I don't know what to expect at this point. Like, I think it's such an interesting time to be a GM in the NBA in a league that's constantly trying to figure out what's going on, uh, whether or not they can play games, how they're going to play games. Like, there is so many variables for the NBA. I, I, I would love to see a team be aggressive, but also I hate the thought of being aggressive, not even knowing how this season's playing out. Like, I think it's really weird time in the NBA to figure out how to be aggressive with roster construction. Hey. Listen, it's off topic right now. I just got a text from our buddy Gary Streisky. I just got a text from oh, Gary nice. Streisky. He said, you are slandering Cooper Cup's name, and I'm pissed. Wow. <laughs> Gary, wow, Gary Streisky. right now. <laughs> Look, we can't – see, here's the thing. Like, when Gary was just hosting SportsCenter on Snapchat, we could mess with him a little bit because, like, <laughs> he'd get his revenge there. But I, I think Gary's on the big show today. Like, he's he's been doing a lot of SportsCenter run. Like, we got to be kind of careful. Like, he's going to start re- using that clout. Like, it's going to get – it's gonna get. Uh, it's gonna. It's gonna happen, Gary. I'm sorry for everything Harry said. Just don't shame me on uh, on sports. And all right, uh, let's head over to the Goodyear Hotline. Jeremy Fowler joins us there, ESPN NFL uh, insider extraordinaire. So, Jeremy, appreciate your time as always. Happy holidays, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about teams and where they are, but there's a lot of conversation about quarterbacks and where they might go. So, we wanted to have a little bit of fun with you trying to look at the what-ifs of some quarterback situations uh, as Bill Barnwell has got an article out on ESPN.com sort of breaking down all sorts of trade scenarios. So never too early to try and figure out what's next. So uh, let's start with the big one as we look at Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. If if Aaron Rodgers, we'll start there, is going to leave the Packers, in your mind, what's the best fit? What's the right fit? What would work? Well, happy holidays to you all, and I would go with the Denver Broncos. They have a ready-made roster. You know, I've heard the comment from a few executives when I talk to them league-wide. It's like, imagine what Denver could do if they had the proper quarterback, you know, a top-five guy. That's not a knock on Teddy Bridgewater, who's a, a solid number one, but probably more of a back-end number one as far as the 32 in the league, where Rodgers is one of one. And so, uh, you know, I think West Coast will be appealing to Rodgers Make no mistake, I don't think it's a slam dunk that he's gone, even though he's teased the Michael Jordan last dance with Devontae Adams and all that. I mean, things are going really well right now, um, but it does seem to be his issues seem to run deeper than just winning. And so if he can go to a place where he can have a little more input, uh, you know, Denver's got the cachet of having success with John Elway and Peyton Manning and that marriage late Manning's career. Maybe that makes some sense for Rodgers, too. Now, I want to ask you about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, a guy uh, who I think has been phenomenal his entire career. He's been consistent. You look at New York, you look at New Orleans, you look at Pittsburgh. Where's the place you think Russ could possibly end up after this season if he's not in Seattle? 
Well, it'd have to be the right trade partner for Seattle. They would have to get proper capital for a guy who's still in his prime, uh, you know, coming off a down year, but a lot of that's because of the finger injury and the surgery that he dealt with earlier in the year. Uh, and so, you know, it still might be salvageable in Seattle. You know, there's um, he and Pete Carroll do have a good relationship. You know, maybe they can sort of sort things out, but it, there's some philosophical differences there where Russell would like to be in an offense that maybe has a few more pieces, uh, can go deep, you know, uh, you know, run more of like a vertical passing attack more often, uh, not so heavy in the run. And so I, I think some of those factors will play into it where he can get sort of a fresh start. Uh, New Orleans would be appealing to any quarterback, whether it's, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. I think a lot of guys will at least have to look at what Sean Payton could do with you if you get in the fold. Uh, you know, the New York Giants, this is a team with two picks in the top ten. That makes them a trade candidate for really uh, a lot of quarterbacks that they want to be involved in. They can at least start the conversation with, say, a Houston with Deshaun Watson or Seattle with Russell Wilson, teams that can start new with serious draft capital. Um, I do expect the Giants to at least big game hunt a little bit, but knowing that they have Daniel Jones as a backstop, cheap rookie deal fourth year of his contract there uh they feel comfortable if they had to play daniel jones and get him a better supporting cast but i, I think they'll look around for some upgrades for sure jeremy we're talking to jeremy fowler on KJ max uh, harry douglas jason fitzen for the guys you've mentioned sean watson's name a couple of times and it's almost like it's off the radar and off everybody's minds at this point now the last yeah. I heard, they expected a deposition to happen possibly in February and to get more information as his legal proceedings move forward. If he's free, if, if, if we find out that he has not done the things that he's accused of and he walks away from this situation before the NFL draft, what's the actual market going to be like for him? So, you know, assuming that that's cleared up or at least that there's a direction and teams know kind of what to expect with his status in 2022, um, you know, Houston's going to field a lot of calls. They're going to be aggressive leading into maybe not only uh, the draft, but free agency as well in March, which can sort of be uh, a time to initiate those sort of talks. But, you know, there are going to be a few options, but it's going to be largely up to Watson because of his no trade clause. So, you know, it's no secret in league circles that, that Miami is very intriguing to Watson that he was ready to go there. He was going to waive his no-trade clause for the Dolphins. But you have Tua playing very well right now as well. So, you know, Miami's going to have to, to sort of sort through what's worth it to them. Um, you know, if they want to go big with what's widely considered a top-five quarterback, knowing that there is some baggage and they're going to have to give up a lot and, and sacrifice uh, a roster that needs some upgrading in spots and needs that draft capital uh, in a big way. And, uh, you know, Carolina is lurking here, too. They obviously have had well-documented issues of the quarterback position. They were in on Watson in the past, sort of backed out. I expect them to reinitiate themselves and kind of see where this goes. Jeremy, I want to go to Mr. You like that? Mr. Kirk Cousins himself. When you look at Kirk Cousins, do you think he had been in a Minnesota uniform next year or you see him likely ended up somewhere else uh, to, try to, to try to help that team contend for a Super Bowl? Yeah, well, something's going to have to give with Cousins in Minnesota where if they keep the marriage going, they'll have to address his contract. He's due a $45 million cap hit next year, $35 million in base salary. That just doesn't seem tenable uh, for the Vikings, who are going to have to upgrade at several roster spots around whoever the quarterback is. And so, you know, it's certainly possible because they've had success together. They're kind of, you know, they're kind of stuck in life in the middle in the NFL, sort of like a fringe playoff team, but not a true contender just yet. So, you know, if the Vikings move on from, say, Coach Mike Zimmer and, and blow things up, 
um, which, you know, is not totally uh, a slam dunk right now because it, it, Zimmer has a chance to get them back in the playoffs sitting at 7-7, seven and seven. Um, then, you know, I could see Minnesota looking at a lot of different options. I think they would sort of cast a wide net. They would look in the draft, even though it's considered a weaker class. Uh, they would look at other options. You know, Rick Spielman loves draft capital. He would try to maximize any value he could get for Kirk Cousins potentially. There would be a market. I mean, this is a guy that uh, it's, it's been at times a top 10 quarterback, you could argue, Jeremy, with, we, when he gets We hot. appreciate it. Sorry to cut you off. we got to let you go. We'll come back with more quarterback talk. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.